Craft Beer Radio, episode 437, September 15th, 2017. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we drink beers and tell you what we think. That is that a decent slogan? No, I think we need to work on that one a little bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe workshop it. Okay, joining us, fun times. Nick and Aaron, guys, say hello. Hello. Hello again, everybody. Good day. <laughs> and uh, of course, I'm Greg. Jeff. And what do we got? Cheers. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so. yeah shocking there. <laughs> Actually, we're doing wines tonight. Oh, yay. I, we always plan to do... I don't know if we ever did a wine show. I mean, we've done like a whiskey show. <laughs> Fake wine show. We, 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 one of our, <laughs> where you drank all barefoot. <laughs> barefoot is still amazing. Okay, so I'm just looking at the styles here. It looks like we only got like one, two hoppy things. Not None of them are... Yeah, two hoppy and then a hoppy lager. So I guess we want to split those up. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Tough call tonight. Uh, let's do the hoppy lager first. All right. I was going to say that will be good because I don't want my palate to get worn out after drinking four, five, yeah. six IPAs in a row, it, was it, it, it? Before then you we, accidentally I, got a stout I think it was, that you thought it was, was an imperial. It was five in or, uh, where we was, were like, there's a reason we have rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just loved listening to that episode and hearing you like, I'm running out of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> This is called, um, this is not called Pieces of Eight. This is from Modern Times. This is called Ice. Uh, this was sent to us by Mike, I believe. Yes. Mike San Diego. Thank you, Mike. You guys go. This is a uh, Czech Pilsner. Uh, this is the description. <laughs> the flavor, cold. <laughs> the crushability, maximum. Uh, it's their very first pills, uh, hopped with uh, Czech Zots and Australian Summer. Uh, 4.8% alcohol by volume. So, Nick, you mentioned before the show started that we need to be a little bit more descriptive when we're talking about hops, or at least once in a while. Yeah, I, I think it'd be helpful mm-hmm. for people who listen and don't know, myself included, all that I'm starting to, like, I can start... Starting to understand yeah. hops, but not quite. So when I'm listening to you guys say, like, oh, well, I'm definitely getting very, it's very galaxy kind of thing. Like, go into maybe what it's supposed to be. What is the traditional t- flavoring you're getting from those? I think just a quick little subtle, not spend 20 minutes on it, but. Sure, yeah. Like Next time Galaxy thing. comes up, I will. Uh, Zotz is a very old hop. It's spelled S-A-A-Z, so you may hear it pronounced as Saz, but most people pronounce it as Zotz, which I believe is the German pronunciation. It's what's called a noble hop. It comes from the uh, older family of hops in the European area. It tends to be more. Um, Spicy is the word that's used, but not spicy in like a capsaicin sense. More in a, um, more in a, nutmeggy mm, sense or something like that, where mm-hmm. where it it um, tickles the tongue a bit, I guess. But it doesn't taste like nutmeg. It, it's yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And they said uh, Australian summer, which I don't know. I don't know the Australian summer hunt. Yeah, so I thought, you know, uh, Mike gave us a couple of little uh, paper tabs on these different beers. And this one he did call Hoppy Lager. But the description you said is that Czech Pills smells like that. It's not kind of that 
I presumed Michael labeled this beer because we recently talked about how we've not found amazing India pale lagers mm-hmm. and, and you know, other things like that. So, but, uh, you know, I'm you know, targeting Chuck Pills for my benchmark on this one. It smells smells really good, so you're getting this kind of Pilsner malt. So instead of being more bready, it's a little more um, zesty in the in the aroma, right? You know, you got kind of like a, a, a cracker with yeah. uh, a little bit of... And butter, maybe? I, mean, I was thinking like a blue cheese kind of thing. Yeah, that's more that's, that's, that's more what like I it, was going butter for, is, like a cheesy kind of... When you say butter, people sometimes get thinking diacetyl, which is the stuff they put on... You know, movie theater butter, and that is a chemical that can. It's usually an off flavor in, in these beers. You don't want that. Yeah. But then again, we we um, heard from one of our uh, old friends, Keith Cost, that when he went into, they say in Czech pills, diacetyl is not is not a character. But when he went to the area and had lots of Czech pills, there were there were tons of diacetyl. In them. So. The the standard, just like we were talking about dictionaries in the pre-show, those are yeah. old. And the standard evolves. Yeah, so for the aroma for me, I'm getting mostly that, that Pilsner malt. The, the hop is, it's in balance with the Czech Pils, but it's it's not really out there in front on the aroma on this guy. This is probably warmer, because uh, this has been out, so this is a little bit warmer than a lager tends to be. I'm guessing it's around uh, 55 or so. Uh Summer, I'm just looking at the aroma hop, Summer, uh, is, they say, a profile of stone, aroma of stone fruit, so that's like peaches and um, plums and, you know, things that have a pit in them. Uh, tropical fruit, fruity. Yeah, which isn't really the kind of flavors you'd expect in a right. Czech Pils. And I'm not tasting any stone fruit in yeah. the Pils, but the malt character, again, is really taking hold and dominating the flavor here. You're getting very crisp and bright malt flavor. Yeah. Kind of has, um, I guess, a little bit of that tang to it. You know, it's kind of... I hesitate to say, like... When you say tang, what do you mean? Like... Instead of... Like a... Um, like a sourdough bread as opposed to... Okay. okay. Uh, you know, an Italian bread or something mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, it's... I hesitate to say, you know, kind of like that weedy zing or a rye type thing, but it's 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 a it's a spicier malt flavor than just pale malt or something like mm-hmm. that. I think yeah. the hops are accenting it a bit. I think they're they're giving it a little bit of sort of accent, but the hops are not really a major um, thing here. Nick, no, I was thinking like um, like adding on like I'm getting this subtle spice from it, but it reminds me of like a very like heat diluted jalapeno, like a fresh jalapeno that has been sitting out for a while. You took, it's, you might have had it in water a little bit. Maybe it pulled away some of the heat okay. from it, but the flavor. So you're getting like a little bit of a of, green. Yeah, like a greeny spice to it is what what I'm kind of like. What my mind went to when Aaron, I said that. I, I got nothing. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not going to be helpful. You, you yeah, can, I mean, no, so th- this is a beer that. Out of all the beers we have tonight, this is the one that's going to taste like beer. This right? definitely, I, I mean, would, I would agree with that one. This one definitely tastes like beer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but what I, what I meant, to, what I was going to elaborate on is, <laughs> you know, if you have a Pabst or you yeah. know, just a macro beer, right? This is, right. This is a very similar style. This thing is going to have nuance to it, and you know, 
when you have the palate, you probably find this more enjoyable than a right. paps. But you know, if you are still, especially you know, you you've gained a beer palate. You know, Nick's been telling me that you're drinking more and more beer than the last time you were on the show. Yes. But if you're not drinking light lagers all the time, you're not going to have a light lager palate. No. So this is going to taste like beer. This tastes like beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely tastes like a lager. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it, it is. Um, yeah, as Jeff is saying, it is kind of a cousin of the, the traditional macro-American lager. So yeah. it's 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 closely related to it. And yeah, if, if you're not if you're not attuned to it, you're not going to taste the subtleties for but, sure. I mean, this is a very enjoyable beer. I think, I think I so mean, too. Yeah, very drinkable. Just like it could be one of those nice ones just lying around that you just have when you're just drinking. And you're not looking for the adventurous type of. I think that the the fermentation, nice clean lager fermentation. Mm-hmm. There's no weird esters on it. You know, I mean, Modern Times is a solid brewer. I but <coughs> I, I don't look necessarily for world class lagers to come out of hot sunny San Diego. <laughs> so I'm refreshed myself that you know this is a solid pilsner. You know, coming from a region where I'm not looking for pilsners to mm-hmm. come from. There's plenty of times when man, I mean, like when you get into beer. In general, at least the the, the big push uh, for most people is either porters or or IPAs, something with a lot of flavor, a lot of dynamics, and some. Eventually, if you keep going down the journey, you find you'll start to appreciate the lighter stuff, and you'll start to be like, okay. Sometimes I just I just want a lager. I just want something that's simpler that gives me flavor, but doesn't. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Palette. That's what I mean. Like, this would be a, a great beer just to have around and just drink when you just want to have a couple nice yeah. quenching beers. And it's funny that you, like, mentioned that, like, you, the big jump is, like, the IPAs and the porters and stuff like that. Things with a lot of, uh, with a lot of different flavors and such. The dump bucket. If oh, you I get dump. the... Yeah, if you want I, I figured you didn't want to drink the rest of that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're so thoughtful. But it's like when <laughs> I it when I find people that okay when I find people that um, tend to say like like Erin, she's it's not much of a beer drinker, never really liked to taste the beers. What I try to do though, I tend to use the darker beers to get them into it. Mm-hmm. The more chocolatey ones, the ones that are a little bit sweeter. Well, those are flavors that people are not used to getting, and they they enjoy those flavors. So yeah. I think that is a good. So like that's like my go-to for anyone that's not like oh, I'm not much of a beer drinker. It's like well let me let me pick some pieces. And I remember it was a bartender to like they they said they don't drink beer. Why are you ordering this stout? And I'm like because it's gonna be chocolatey and it's gonna be good and they're gonna like it. Right. And they ended up like oh I didn't expect to have a beer. I'm like well, yeah that's I mm-hmm. mean you, you can find beer for people. But, yeah, yeah, if the person you're trying to talk to is a wine drinker, then Belgians are probably a good route to go. It depends yeah. on. Depends on, you know, where they're coming from. What's this one? This is Side Project Grisette. Okay, ooh, a Grisette. Um, this is blend number one from Side Project. 4% alcohol by volume. Starting off small on the alcohol area. So a Grisette is a type of... Um, Belgian table beer. Yeah, that's a good good way to put it. Small beer, so it, just like like this one, it's low low in the alcohol level. So when 4%. you pour this, pour it gently, so you're not rousing all the stuff on the bottom. This was aged in wine barrels with Brett for six months. So it's not a regular grisette. Yes. So because grisettes are delicate. Yeah, I mean they're lower alcohol. The name comes from uh, 
the it stands for like gray lady or something like that um which is the garb that the women would wear who are waiting outside the mines with their bucket growlers of beer for the miners and stuff is at least that's the story that i was told but so this one has the Britannomyces, the brett not the bread and uh so that's going right on the nose you know if you're familiar with it this one has kind of that more funky type smell to it um it could be leathery it could be more straw like it could be stinky feet like nick mentioned it could be like it could be like you know horse dander or horse blanket too yeah you can definitely smell the brett on the uh brett by the way is a is, is it just a different um type of yeast it's a so yeast is what you know what makes the alcohol, and the, the general yeast that is um, Saccharomyces cerevisiae. That, that's the that's the standard yeast, uh, but this is a different yeast uh, called Brettanomyces. Yes. You want to try and see if you're smelling anything, Aaron? I'm smelling something. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. It doesn't smell like the last one though. Yeah. So I mean, the Brett on this one. I'm having a hard time like pigeonholing it or pinning it with a certain flavor. It smells really good, mm-hmm. but it's it's a little bit leathery, but it's also a little bit like barney. Like I'm reminded, I'm reminded of an old fence, like an old wooden fence that has maybe a little bit of uh, of mildew and stuff on it. What are you? Mm-hmm. Like, spider crawling spider up. Spider crawling up, up the middle right of the ceiling right now. Oh, it's yeah, like really, really tiny. Let them have fun. Spiders are good. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, there's almost like a berry thing in there too. There is. I was, a I was thinking like a fruity. Like, like, yeah. like, Why um, didn't you? I don't, know. don't be self-conscious. One of the important things is you know you're never wrong about what you're smelling or what you're tasting. We will we will bounce you know we'll bounce back and forth and kind of figure out together yeah. what we're tasting right because yeah. you get like okay so I'm smelling something like uh, blackberry raspberry pie or something like you know like uh, maybe a jam but you know something in there and then you know someone there is something right yeah mm-hmm. there is a little pie filling or combined with crust thing going on there yeah. there's sweetness a good, to it. like like, like sugary like you can get that like that that like fresh yeah. okay, raspberry so, pie sugar yeah it's kind of like so you've eaten your pie and the filling's gone, but you kind of got the filling-soaked crust that's mm-hmm. near the right near the crust crust, the back part of the yeah. pie pan. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm. It smelling. has that like bittery kind of scent to it because it's like the left. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That hit me with more tartness than I was expecting. Right off the front, it's got kind of a oh yes, yeah, a lemon and um, lemon orange kind of thing going on. Um. A decent bit of, of tang in the sourness sense. Not su- not really super sour, but there is some sourness there. And um, I, I guess that's the primary thing I'm tasting. I'm trying to find the it's, other. I kind of got like a like a lemon meringue, like a sweet lemon meringue kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, the the acidity in this is you don't get really sour acidity from breath by itself. You know, so there's probably a, more of a wild culture in here, giving it some kind of lactic and, and other, you know, things. Well, there is the on. red wine barrels that red wine barrels. Uh, I want to mention this was Ryan, by the way, sent us this beer. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, I, I was getting like pretty like after the lemon thing up front, I got a, the berries came through again. I was getting like bright raspberries, 
Mm. You know, Mm. pick right off the bush. Mm. Finish is pretty dry. Mm -hmm. There's sort of a lingering sourness, but Mm -hmm. your tongue is is pretty clear. Um, It's a sort of mineraliness at the end. Nice, soft. Yeah, uh, the... uh, It's complex. It has a nice balance to the sourness. Uh, I've never had a grisette that has been, you know, this out there. Yeah, it is 4%. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a lot of flavor for 4%. Yeah. It's very enjoyable. I mean, starting off with two. Yeah. Yeah, so if next time you see a grisette somewhere, don't expect it to be this, like sour. <laughs> yeah. Like the, yeah. You, most of them aren't sour. See, I, I like this one I'm really enjoying about this is that nice little sour. At first, I wasn't expecting it, so when mm-hmm. I first had it, it was like, ooh. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't come through in the aroma at all. No, no, it really doesn't. But now that I'm having it, and I can't get my nose out of it, too. It's like I have a sip, and then I smell mm-hmm. it, because it's, it smells fantastic. This doesn't smell like the stinky feet type of bread. No, it has, it has has a very uh, kind of citric acid type thing to it. You know, it's like lemons, oranges. Yeah, it's kind of hard to even place. Like it, it doesn't go into the leather type of aspect. It's not that pushing. I think there's a little bit of the leatheriness like behind the fruit. I'm getting it here and there. Mm-hmm. Well, you talking about the smell, though. The smell. Oh, the smell. Okay. I was yeah, I was talking about. The, I was. I went back to the aroma because I. I still. I'm <laughs> just enjoying smelling the beer. It is. It, it is an interesting. You know, smell is part of taste, so mm-hmm. it it does play a role. Um, yeah, it's really. It's pretty good. It's really interesting. There's all there's a lot to to explore. I love a beer with a lot to explore. I'm not sure whether it's telling a story or not. We have this thing about we like beers that tell a story. So there's a progression. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much tasting the same thing now that yeah. I tasted in the first sip. So yeah. this one so I'm not exploring or, or or delving into and opening new chambers. It's or a Mel Brooks like movie. <laughs> I love Mel Brooks. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's very nice. It's it's. I wouldn't say refreshing. The pilsner was more refreshing than this. Is. The pilsner was definitely more refreshing. The pilsner would be something I want in my house after cutting the grass. Right. Yeah. Rather than this is something we got a nice cheese plate. We're being elegant tonight. We're drinking with our pinky out. Oh yeah, cheese would go well with this. It's mm-hmm. a good call. Yeah. yeah I, I want some like really nice brie cheese with a it. Gouda. Goat, yeah. A nice smoked gouda would go really well with this, I think. We haven't mentioned the colors yet. This one is a because it leaves such like a hazy. It, it has kind of like a dry after like finish. It leaves a little mm-hmm. bit dry. That's why I think like a nice brie would go. It's something real creamy to kind of like offset. The I can definitely see it. a brie going well with this. Mm-hmm. Mix with, mix French with French for sure. I just want brie cheese now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me, but but first, before we do that, let's bring in Sexy back. I'm bringing Sexy back. (laughs) Don't know the words. (laughs) It's basically bringing Sexy back. Yeah, that's that's all the words. So this is from Aslan Beer Company. This looks like another hazy IPA. Ooh-wee! Um, it looks like they, uh... I'm getting a lot of my information now from Untapped these days because that tends to have the most stuff on it of, oh. when you can't find the the website. Oh. I don't log into Untapped and register myself, but 
it, I would recommend that nowadays for at least finding out something about the beer if you're looking yeah, for I it. I don't have my phone out this time, so I'm handwriting <laughs> everything for Greg's uh, pleasure. 6.4%, and this is uh, Mosaic. So Mosaic, at least they're mentioning Mosaic. So we we talk about Mosaic a lot. Mosaic is one of the newer hops. Is it Australian, or is it uh, just one of just a newer hop? I know Galaxy is Australian. Australian. Yeah, but so Mosaic is one of the newer hops. I think it's I can look into it in, in, into what's going into Mosaic, but it, essentially it brings more tropical fruit mm-hmm. than uh, the other hops of, of its style tended to bring. So before. Mosaic would tend to be used in a phase three, yeah, because you want that more tropical, less mm-hmm. piney kind of. Yes, aspect exactly. Of it. Mangoes, Mosaic can come across different ways, mm-hmm. but. The most delicious way it comes across is, you know, big mango. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had mosaics that are pretty oniony, actually. You know, and we've had and onions vary phase two. It can it, be. It, it, it's so it's actually sulfury really is is, sulf- is, is okay. the thing. And it but but tends the ones to come across that, as oniony. The, the hops that really give you onions are all phase three hops. Citra is another one that can be oniony. So. Like, I never get that kind of Simcoe onion. Simcoe is a phase two, and Simcoe can, can get oniony, so I wouldn't say they're all phase two. Phase three. Um, Mosaic is, is a well-utilized hop because it does... It can play a bunch of different roles, uh, but it does have that sort of fruity stuff. It can, though, get earthy. It, it's, an, it's a really interesting hop. It has a lot of dimensionality um, to it. I started uh, sniffing away on this baby, and uh, the first thing I'm actually pulling, it's it's in the background for me, but it, once I hooked onto it, it became pretty prevalent. It's like almost like a habanero-like type of spice to it that I'm pulling from it, like a wow, a I'm red sorry. spice. Huh? I, I, I'm sorry to, to interrupt, but I just read something here okay. that's going to drive me and Jeff wild. The parents of Mosaic, I just found okay. out. Okay. Would you like to guess? No, just uh, a Simcoe and a Nugget. <laughs> so Simcoe, as I was saying, is oniony. Yeah. Uh, can have a lot of um, um, how else would you describe it? Uh, dank, dank, sulfury, dank, dirty. sulfury. Yeah, and Nugget is another one that's very similar. It has, uh, it can have. Sulfury bits, it can also go real piney. Um, it's interesting that those two come together to bring a much more floral and free and much less apparently bitter hops. Simcoe, yeah. and especially Nugget, are very, very apparently bitter. The nice thing about Mosaic and stuff like Galaxy is they're not as apparently bitter. The bitterness is there, but doesn't feel like that on your tongue, and you get more of the fruity notes yeah. out of it. But this... The first thing I, th- I smelled was pine, but now I'm getting a lot of mango. I was getting like very like like underripe, like green mango mm-hmm. or you know mango skin or something like that yeah. was the first thing I was smelling. There's uh... see, I- I'm smelling the the piney the pineiness to it, but for, for some reason I keep getting like a spice behind it. Like like I, it's I'm thinking of. The, the smell I would get from the habanero sculpin or something like that. Do you? Sm- I smell what I think might be a little bit of like a minty angle there a little something a little effervescence that, that smells that smells kind of maybe minty. i need to blow my nose <laughs> there's tissues right under the, <laughs> the hat aaron what are you sniffing um I, i'm sniffing a lot of mango and like i don't know if it's pine or like 
dirt or something. Okay. <laughs> That's good. So along with that mango, I kind of like steered my mango sorry. towards like green and skin. I was also smelling like sapwood or something like, you know, like little twigs. Like if you shave the bark off, you know, like that, like the, the green kind of cellulose right inside mm-hmm. these little twigs is kind of smelling something along those lines too. And I'm getting a bit of guava, just a bit, but a, there is something guava-like there. I don't know if you've had guava before. No, but I know what it is. But for some reason, I can't get past that friggin' that Just get onto the flavor. Maybe once you get on the flavor. Guava. Yeah, so the flavor, it's pretty smooth. It has that it has that northeast, you know, oats and wheat smoothness mm-hmm. to it, right? This is another, you know, creamy, almost... Almost a big creamsicle in there. You know, if it was a little more orange, you'd have a kind of creamsicle yeah. character to it. Okay. And um, the guava flavor comes through nice and strong. There's some kind of mangoey in there. It's 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 a not a very boisterous IPA, but the flavors are solid, and they're they're delicious flavors. They're good. It's really nice and fruity. It's jumping out. Not it's not like jumping out and saying boom. I'm alive, but it is. Mm-hmm. It does have a nice fruitiness there. Um, it the color is a yellowish orange, very very hazy, and uh, it is it is a good good northeast IPA. Not like you know, not an exceptional one, but a pretty good one. Yeah, I'm getting that the mango out of it for sure. That's mm-hmm. uh, one thing that's prevalent. It's a very mild fruity flavor to it. Um, the hops aren't overpowering at all yeah. they're so mild when it comes to it you're to, getting... to the bitterness right that's yeah, that's the thing the i learned about the, the northeast ipas and the phase three and special is that you don't feel like your tongue is just being dragged down no but uh, the aftertaste to me is leaving a little bit of uh like that risen type of pine afterwards mm-hmm. like that that little bit of a, it's it's a dry it, is, it wasn't as dry as the uh side project was but it it still leaves a little bit of a dry mm-hmm. finish then I get that greeniness from it. So the first bit of it is very fruity, very tropical type of. Um, I keep thinking like a like mango and pineapple kind of flavorings is what I'm mm-hmm. more or less pulling from, like a like pineapple juice, and then it leaves me with a grassy, greeny, dirty kind of like after like finish, not minerally, but like sure. that. Another thing that's really interesting about hops uh, is that they are. An agricultural product, so they vary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, the, one mosaic is not necessarily going to be the same as another mosaic. It, it, they're going to be similar, but different conditions, different growing, you know, where they're grown from, the different soil, different uh, all different things will play a role in, in how they come out. So it's it is really interesting when you get into this kind of stuff. So, what do you think, Aaron? Have you had? These hazy IPAs before has Nick had you out at Brew Gentleman or anything and drinking these things? Uh, Dancing Gnome. Yeah, Dancing Gnome. Okay. Yeah. Do you like them? Um, they aren't my favorite, but um, I am getting like at first, like the first sip, you do like taste like the mango and more the fruit. And I'm also getting like the oats too. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, I do taste more of like the pine. Yeah, this one does have a big like we're we're talking this whole time about how it's less apparently bitter. So I was finishing up my tiny little sample. The bitterness was growing on my tongue. This yeah. one does leave mm-hmm. a bitter, bitter app, hanger, you know, mm-hmm. hangs on for a while. Yeah. 
I had a dancing gnome for lunch yesterday. It was pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they're doing some nice stuff there. I mean, they're not. I don't think they found their niche exactly yet, but they're they're growing. Yeah, they're still pretty new. Yeah, they studied under uh, Brew Gentleman. Okay. From what I know, the brewmaster there was, was he was like a student, mm-hmm. a protege of. Uh, and you can tell by the hazy IPAs that yeah. they like to produce. All right. What are you bringing out next, Jeff? All right. So this one of the beers I brought back from Asheville. Tim Weber, owner of Twin Leaf, gave me this beer. And this is Enter the Wild. This is a Saison fermented in red wine barrels. Um, 4.9% alcohol by volume. That was an interesting little pop. It's cute. It's yeah. dainty. <laughs> there wasn't a bunch of head pressure pushing this one out. It was. It's like it felt like when I was a kid, and I would take yeah. my finger and go. <laughs> but it felt less than that. It felt like a, like a. Remember that video you showed me the kid running down the driveway to jump on that little stomp rocket, and he ran for like a mile. Right. And yeah. It, it only went six feet off the ground. Again, pour this one gently so you're not stirring up the stuff. Because there's a lot of stuff at the bottom. If you pour it very cleanly, then you get a very clear yellow with a good amount of interesting carbonation there Mm -hmm. if you swirl it up a bit. Pours, yeah, pours very clear. Pours with a reasonable amount of carbonation. Um, What's in my glass right now looks like a white wine, right? It looks... I'm looking at you. You're getting some nucleation points at the bottom of your glass. Look at mine. Mine's like completely still. Yeah. (laughs) Did you guys get nice clear pours, or is it starting to haze up a little? Um, mine's hazing up a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, hers is pretty clear. Can, I took the near the end of yeah, it. You so can compare yours to you know. I got a little haze. I mean, when you're tasting it, you unless yeah. well, no, I mean, unless yeah, you guys don't share glasses because you're not married yet. I mean, we all share glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. What was the name of this one again? This is called Enter the Wild. It's actually called Enter the Wild in parentheses. The first step so there's a parenthetical to the title. By whom? Twin Leaf Brewery. It's a barrel-aged wild saison. All right, so we talked about the color and the clarity, the Ooh. smell of it. It's very sour off the... That's interesting, because I'm not getting sour. I'm getting oh, really? still kind of dirty and musty. See, I got like a, a sour. Yeah, I'm kind of getting a leathery, like dusty... Uh, it smells... The aroma is pretty similar to me... To the uh, grisette, the grisette. I, I agree with right? that one yeah. because you know I, mean, I want to use all the same descriptions. It's not like barnyard or barn animal, but it's kind of like old wooden barn. I'm starting to smell of the sourness. It kind of smells like a mixture, like an old house, an old dilapidated house that's on a lemon farm or something. Like that. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like the, there is a sourness to it. It's not. Yeah, it's it's kind of, I was not getting that immediately, that I but when I start to agitate it a little bit and I get some of the aroma to come out. I mean, it could... I don't know, but... Onto the flavor. It gives you a pretty... Yeah, there's so well, there's, yeah. yeah, it's subtle, but there's so many times I get a bottle of something they call it a Saison, and I'm utterly disappointed mm-hmm. with it. This one... Mm-hmm. 
I'm satisfied with because you're getting a good dryness to it. You're yep. getting kind of that straw-like malt character to it. Mm-hmm. It's a minerally, you know, little bit of chalk or limestone or something like that. And then, you know, the barrel, maybe that mineraliness. Oh, and the ex- especially the extra brute, exceedingly dry finish. Like, top of my mouth feels like a desert right now. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, there's like an oakiness in here, too. Yeah, it might be the red wine barrels, but this mm-hmm. reminds me of kind of a very um, bright white wine. Well, it reminds me of a Pinot Grigio, is what mm-hmm. I was thinking. Um, when I had it, um, I instantly thought Pinot Grigio yeah. it has that nice dryness Not oaky to it, like but, a Chardonnay, but... But but it, it mm-hmm. gives you that little bit of that everything else that you kind of mm-hmm. described in it. But I do agree that there's some sort of woody aspect to it that I'm getting from it. Mm-hmm. Um Almost like how a white wine could be oaked, you know, it's really coming across like that. Yeah, to me. but it doesn't. But it's like it doesn't taste like oaky, like a chardonnay. It doesn't take o- over. Well, that's oaky. why I'm not saying oaky. Yeah. I'm saying woody for my description right. because I don't think it as oak barrel or anything along those lines. I'm getting it, but I, I definitely get the sense of that kind of thing. But I, I, I do think that this beer is very along subpar to like what what I would get right. out of a Pinot Grigio kind of kind of aspect at least the the experience of it. When you say subpar. because uh, it's not a wine. It's a horrible okay. horrible word to use for. It's that. <laughs> I just want to clarify. I want to make sure that that's what you meant. You don't mean like this is a Well, subpar. I mean it's not uh, basically saying subpar meaning that it, it's it's not Pinot Grigio. Like it's not the same exact thing cuz I mean they're two So it's things. it's, it's yeah. I mean like subpar in general, when I hear it... It means it's not as good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad example. That's why I said scratch it. I, I just want to clarify, because we you know we talked about this in the pre-show language. You want to make sure you... I, I know. Hey, uh, Jeff, can you edit this out? Yeah, because that will happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone, dude, oh, so, 37 oh, shows you make this That was so cool. I just poured a little bit more, and the whole head was covered with fine bubbles, and it, it was almost like a chain reaction. It started from one end, and they just all popped in like a like steady line across the glass. It Why was... didn't you video it so oh. you could show all of us? Because it was only like a second, <laughs> but it was like so cool. I'm really stretching okay, me, when I'm you. drinking into this. and I'm, I'm getting a, a bit of a floral aspect. It might be more of a grassy mineral-y thing that I'm thinking of that I'm just trying to put towards that. Like clovers, maybe? Yeah. Here, uh, definitely not the like... Dregs. It's... it's pretty different i was gonna say that's what that's what next drinking oh i was gonna say yeah because i'm drinking more towards the bottom of it yes i like the clothes so the 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 still or the the super clear top part was very much like like almost Mm wine-like in many aspects now that i have the the really you have my glass dregs part um yeah taste taste aaron so you can kind of see what the the top side tastes like the um, dregs are still many of the same characters, but has a little more body to mm-hmm. it, a little more uh, fullness and roundness to it. So that that would be why I wasn't experiencing that similar of a wine experience. Yeah, I think uh, definitely you know, the floral aspects come out when you get the dregs. The the, the yeast is mm-hmm. is contributing. See, that is it. complete. That I mean, not completely, but that that is a huge difference from yeah. what I'm getting more flavors mm-hmm. out of my glass than I was getting. Aaron, out of you should hers. try some of the. You want to try some of mine? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, you're definitely getting more 
esters. But that's where I was noticing, and I, I, yeah, like the cloviness. I, I kind of like mm-hmm. that aspect. It's a greeny type of floral type yeah. of thing that I was I was yeah. pulling out. I think I prefer the the clear top side. I, I think like so too. I think it's ones. more. I don't know, uh, refined in a sense. It it, it feels more, it, it feels like a, a better, a more clear statement of what mm-hmm. the beer is about. Whereas mm-hmm. this, it's it's not quite as fulf- I don't know if fulfilling is the right word, but it's, it's not quite as substantial when it has the dregs, mm-hmm. or See, as the dregs. But the the dregs doesn't have as much refinement and and interesting. I was like liking the my glass more because uh, cool. I, I thought. Uh, you're I, I, I know. I cleansed my. I cleansed before I took a sip at the top palate to make sure that I had like mm-hmm. a as clear as clean as I could get it with water and swishing it around. And that one was very subtle. It was very or not subtle. Uh, and that subtle works. Uh, it was very subtle. It was very mild. And then yes, it, that one was definitely far more wine like. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as dry as a Pinot Grigio would have been. Right. I feel like my glass leaves a more dry finish. Leaves a drier finish okay. than the top head did. Whoa, what's that? I believe I do know, Greg. However, I had a question about this. I'm all ears. It's actually a dilemma. Dilemma. Hopefully dilemma. I can solve it. Let's see. I'm sure we can solve it. So, we all know if we go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, we can purchase our Amazon products and then unconsciously contribute to the show of Craft Beer Radio. Am I wrong? Everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. So we don't even need to advertise that. This is However, what happens when I use my phone app no. and I always forget... That it doesn't tie to Craft Beer Radio. There's no way to connect the two. That's how Amazon wins. There is no wins. way to connect the, the two. At all. I know it totally sucks because I bought a, like an $800 instrument this week and <laughs> I bought it through my app yes. and I'm so so sorry. Don't, don't better don't. be. Not to mention yes. I bought a pedal. I bought two pedals. I bought I bought a lot of shit on my app this week, and I felt so bad. I said that to Aaron the other You're day. Like, oh, but I gotta get the computer out. So I have to. Yeah, you gotta use the desktop version. That is that is part well, of the You deal. could probably use the browser on your uh, the browser app. on the phone, but I didn't sure. think because I was yeah. just sipping through my. Yeah. And yeah, I felt no, so once, bad. Once you have the app installed, they figure they got you hooked, and they don't need to pay out referral fees. So. I know, I felt really guilty. Uninstall that would have been a nice chunk app, for you guys. I spent like a thousand bucks this week. Well, you can pay us back uh, when, when the show's over. We'll go to your Make it rain. <laughs> anyway, yeah, crafterradio.com slash Amazon uh, on your desktop. On your desktop, laptop, browser. <laughs> Move your app. <laughs> Maybe I should put it when I open up my app. It just says, "Don't do this. Go to the, your computer." So, what do we got, Jeff? This is the Foley Brothers Brewing Pieces of Eight. Untapped. My general place for information has nothing. I'm sorry. Nothing. Can you can you read? Uh, no. Foley Brothers, like Foley, like sound. F O L E Y, uh, and it's Pieces of Eight. This is from Vermont. 8% Imperial Double IPA. I smelt from the uh, the bottle and I just got like a whiff of onion. 
love it then. Well, it was from the bottle. <laughs> yeah. It smells like nugget. Are you right? See, yeah, I'm not really getting much. I'm getting that. some tropical stuff in there as well. It's uh, some of that guava again, dragon fruit, touch of mango. There is really you smell all that. Yeah, there there's some oniony edges to it. There is. Seem to say anything on the back. Here. See, I'm getting a I'm getting a light fruitiness to it. Um, but I'm definitely getting a very onion grass type of aspect. Not necessarily like a straight cut white onion, but like when you pull them out of the ground, you got that that type of aroma from the. So on the back of the bottle says it's dry hop twice. With a distinctive blend of eight hop varieties. Eight. So, yeah, you could be selling all types yeah, of things in here. Because I love my stouts with dry hopped twice. <laughs> this is paraphrasing. This is not a stout. I know. It was from the last episode that, cause, that I listened oh. to. Yeah, the that alchemist where they the alchemist oh, where they dr- double, double they dry hop them twice oh, for the thing. That's right. That was that was the bit. It, it worked. Way to go, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Done four hundred thirty-seven. It of these. just shows I'm an avid listener. <laughs> you I don't know what he's talking week? about either. So. <laughs> Schmucks. You know. I remember the last show we did with you, which was a fantastic. I show. listened to it. I did. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Aaron, what kind of aromas are you getting? Oh, I smell as onion. That's why I said originally when I when I started smelling it smells like nugget because nugget mm-hmm. brings out that it has it has that nugget flavor. I mean, I haven't tasted it. Haven't had nugget like I haven't had a flavor like this in like ages. But as soon as I tasted it, it really reminded me of like Trogue's nugget nectar. Mm-hmm. You know, it has yep. that piney shrubbery oniony thing going on. Yeah, like like a pine cone orange with. With onion shoots around. I was gonna yeah. say there, there's not. I mean, there's a subtle hit of citrus, mm-hmm. but it's not. It may I and forgive me because I'm still learning. Not at all. Is no. this like a very kind of phase two ish kind of IPA? It, it's because it's not as fruity as has, the other ones. It that has I had. notes of tropicalness, right? So, phase, so any notes phase, of tropical automatically become phase. No, 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 no. It, it's no. It there's there's a. There's I, a I would agree spectrum. with you that this this. It's more in the flavor profile of Phase 2. But the thing that, the thing that is noteworthy, instead of it being like um, Weyerbach or Double Simcoe IPA, right, or Trogue's Nugget Nectar, is right. it does have tropical notes in there. Right, okay. right. So it does have... But... Uh, see, here's the spider. There it is. Look at that oh, he's back? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, what was I saying? So... The thing about this is, the bitterness is not really laying down too strong, and that's no the bitterness. Yeah, of, it's, of it's very mild yeah. when it comes to the bitter. Yeah, but. so it it it's keeping away from that real deep bitterness stuff that I that I think is is a, is at least one of the signposts of phase two. So this is but, one in the, the in the gray area. Uh, it's a gray. Yeah, I there's would say a, it's a gray there's area. there's a so getting away from just being nugget, you know, and I'm starting to get accustomed to it. There's some interesting things in here. The way the hops and the mold are playing it are almost like that grassy, gritty, like fresh hopped, wet hopped type flavor that I'm getting in here a little bit, which is um, oh, just just an observation. 
it tastes confused to me. It tastes like because I'm just having trouble picking out what I'm supposed to be. What is what is it I'm supposed to be tasting here? Am I supposed to be tasting this the fruity citrusness? Or right, you're supposed to be and, and then the, the bitter one oniony yes has a pretty big malt character to it, and it almost seems like it's a little bit under attenuated. Like the malt's a little too sweet. Like there wasn't fermented out. Like it reminds me of a homebrew that I've made before a huh. little bit. Mm. Like the malt part of it. So I'm like, yeah, I made a malt. I made a beer where the malt character reminds tastes like that, and I was. I was not satisfied because it, it didn't dry itself out enough. Well, it, it leaves kind of like a sweet finish. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it starts out kind of, like, mildly bitter, mm-hmm. that little hint of citrus fruitiness that we're getting from it. But then the finish of it, it's it's not dry necessarily because we've had some dry beers. Most of all the ales that we've had today, though, have been semi-dry to an extent. Mm-hmm. If, um, but this one's definitely more along the lines of the The section of bringing sexy back wasn't really dry, but... Yeah, but but I agree. But I mean, but it's leaving a little bit of like a, a, a sweeter. I, I feel like the finish though. Like now that I'm whole pushed away the beer for a while, I got a a very light, almost minty <laughs> kind of aspect to it. Not mint, but the feeling that mint yeah, gives no, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When you have a nice mm-hmm. uh, uh, junior mint, because I mean they're, they're light, they're refreshing. Everyone loves they're them. They're delicious. They're delicious. But um, you, it, it, it's that kind of quality is what I'm thinking of when it comes to the finish of this. And I, the weird thing is, like, I'm enjoying tasting this <laughs> beer because I'm enjoying sort of exploring it. But at the same time, I'm not enjoying the beer. Like, I, I, I don't find it to be very good. But I do find it to have interesting aspects that, like... This is trying so many different things. It feels like I'm just shoved a whole it's bunch lost of stuff. And confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you you watch. Um, I don't know, like a, a. Well, it feels like the the friend that you ha- that everybody has in their life that wants to be everybody's best friend. <laughs> so they constantly try to give you a little bit of everything. Oh, I know you like this. So I'm gonna act this way. I know you like this. So and I'm it just act ends up way. being off flavor. And then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I like." Dylan, but he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Dylan. Dylan's fine. Um, <laughs> I I like I, there. It's true. Like, there's some aspects of here. Like, if you pulled that out, that would be great. But, and I am enjoying, in a sense, the the experimentation. Of of it. Well, it's it's like how how comedians always say you got to take risks, you got to try something. Sort of. I mean, maybe not to this extent, but that is what I thought of when you said trying experiment. The, the thing that, that comes to my mind, like this is this is going to be out there, but there's a movie called Koi Anastasi, which is this. Uh, it's just just visual bunch of shit, and there's two hours of this, and and Philip Glass music, which is it? You know, Philip Glass is it? Yeah, so so it it's got it's weird, quote unquote, modern stuff, and there are things in there, in this two hours of nonsense that are like, oh, that's interesting, oh, that's a cool thing, but most of it is just like a blur of this. What? Well, what maybe maybe happening? a better example would be what your description of when you first saw Batman versus Superman, where you're like, it had some good aspects to it. I but think you're spending way shambles, too much time on doing, this beer. Yeah, we are. Sorry. Why, little, why? Why is it too much? Time? I don't know. It's, especially with these ten, these. I don't know. Coming up with metaphors. It's metaphors, man. Yeah. All right. All right. No. Okay. But it's this. You know. 
average to below average IPA that is muddled and not well, not well. But that, that's the fascinating thing to me, the, to, to me. The fascinating thing about it is, yes, I agree exactly with that. But there is something interesting happening in here in the jumble of messiness. There is something fun about exploring this messy shit. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's it's the similar thing to when you're watching a bad movie with friends. You you, you you're. <laughs> Great. Throwing no, out things. That, that's that's uh, watermelon dorado. That's what that is. Well, <laughs> or Eric, the room. What, what did you think of it? What was your experience of it? Okay. You well, were as quiet as Jeff at, was on the pre-show. Well, it's because I'm not as good as this. Yeah, and then that's a lie. We, okay. Well, at first, I, I was just like writing down the notes as I like kept drinking it because the more I drank it, the more I hated it. <laughs> so so I'll, I'm actually on that same boat. Yeah, so so yeah, like, going right. well, like at first, I like went with the smelling. I smelled like more onions just because I couldn't mm-hmm. get anything else out of it. So then when I actually tasted it, um, like you can really at first, like when it just like kind of just like sits in there. I know it like, sounds weird, but like you can really get like the hops kind of out of it. Mm-hmm. And then once you actually like swallow, it's I don't know. I got like some sort of like nutty, like a smoky like flavor to it. And then as, like, that, it was only, like, a two-second thing, so I couldn't really place it. And then after that, I just tasted more onion, and it just kept going downhill from there. Yeah, it's kind of like like Stranger Things, right? Uh, uh, That is a wonderful show. (laughs) That's a great description. I mean, I think that... That's fan- like good job. Absolutely, Thanks. yeah, that was great. Thanks. <laughs> All right, All right. Well, let's move on to something hopefully worth talking about. Yay! <laughs> I think I found that was worth talking about. I don't think you guys. I don't know. Jeff being a I was ready. Downer. To, I was ready to move on. I guess. All right, what do we got? You were so upset with the car accident, you just wanted to keep driving I past it, and we all wanted to watch. <laughs> Old bakery beer porter, organic. From Ryan, from Illinois. All right, so this is 5.6%. It's what they call their take on the uh, English classic, classic English porter. Um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> uh, dark, not too black. It's it's, it's, it's it's almost like a brown porter as opposed yeah. to a robust porter. You yeah. can definitely, when you're pouring it, the beer has a brown color when it's coming out of the can. The... Uh, when it's in the glass, you smell it, you kind of get a little more toffee notes and nutty. nutty. I gotta take another sniff here, but you know, I was thinking some kind of, of bakery product. Um, and then, yeah, like it doesn't seem it's to really. brownies in really right? roast, yeah. It smells good. So, uh, I got some uh, grittiness actually. At the end of that, I probably got some yeast. Well, you got yeah, it. I got a little bit of some schmutz in yeah. it. I'll, I'll, I'll schmutz myself up too with the drink. <laughs> but it has a nice uh, toffee. I, I like that um, toffee flavor to it. I mean, scent. getting a bit of astringency, which is so astringency is the aspect that's kind of like. Uh, if you burn meat on a, on a grill, right? Mm-hmm. That the, the the sour note that you get when you eat the carbon is astringency. Yeah, I'm getting see, a- see what I'm smelling is like if I was blind, I'd be like, "This is some kind of chocolate beer." You know, I'm getting the kind of sweet, 
even even sweeter than like cho- mm-hmm. like cocoa like cocoa powder or something like that where it's it almost seems like it's an ingredient added. It kind of smells like burnt chocolate. Well, they like a really subtle tone of burnt chocolate on the can. Black ale brewed with black malt, chocolate malt, and roasted barley. So chocolate malt is not chocolate, mm-hmm. but it brings some characteristics. Of and chocolate. then I'm getting like a, a jelly or jam character, like a strawberry or raspberry type. So, see, I, I'm thinking of like like I like the 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 strawberry jam, not necessarily that, but the, the sweetness uh, that you get from it. How about how about uh, was it German Black Forest cake with the cherries and the chocolate? I'm not even talking. Yeah, because I eat those every day. This is <laughs> from Ryan, by the way. Ryan sent this to us. This is from Alton, Illinois. Well, um, I'm getting that 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 strong like toffee sense that mm-hmm. you mentioned at the beginning. I'm definitely getting that sweetness of the the cocoa, the sweetness of the chocolatey kind of like aspect to it, but I I, I get this little bit of like an espresso type of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Into it, sure. Um, I can see that for sure. It's it's very subtle. It's not blatantly like a coffee stout where you're just like coffee, mm-hmm. but it's it's noted there. It's that same type of maybe roastiness yeah. that you would get mm-hmm. in that. I mean, moving on to the flavor, it's. It's really good. It has a really That's smooth really body, good. almost like there's a bit of touch of oats added to this as well. It seems like it, right? And then mm-hmm. you get this espresso chocolate thing that is not. I mean, <laughs> it's just. You, Aaron? Sorry. What'd Jeff. you say? Say it again. I said it tastes good. And, <laughs> and we found the beer. There we go. I mean, there is a touch of astringency, but it's just mm-hmm. barely astringent and has the mouthfeel and the velvetiness goes through with that chocolate and coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a heck of a beer. Dude, velvet is great. It reminds me, like, it's very smooth. It, it reminds me of red velvet cake. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, you're getting this mm-hmm. so much more flavor yes. than just chocolate. You're getting the sweetness of like a berry type of aspect of it mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily berry. You're getting the sugars of it, but you're getting this nice baked aspect. Like you're getting the toffee flavors. It, it has a sense of caramel coming through the flavor for me. But I, when you mentioned velvet, I went straight to mm-hmm. red velvet cake, and that's what this kind of reminded me of. Yeah, I, I'm still sticking with the uh, Black Forest cake, but it's chocolate I've never cake. had black chocolate forest cake cakes, with cherries so. in it. <laughs> I've never had Black Forest cake either. <laughs> yeah, neither have I, so that's why I can't relate, so, so I yeah. apologize. I just, uh, yeah, don't have, that, don't have that reference in my mind. But um, there, there's a bit of, of sort of hazelnut, like a bit of Nutella in here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, just just a, a smidgen of, of a dark chocolate. So, yeah, it's good. This yeah. is Old Bakery Beer Porter. I wonder if Man. Old Bakery and kind of the cake-like feel that this beer has is is influencing you is intentional no no i'm wondering oh. if i'm wondering if they make beers that are you know dessert beers or cakes. something like like i don't know it, mm-hmm. probably coincidence but uh, who knows this is the old bakery beer company and we're calling it and well i called it red velvet <laughs> cake so hey you know that's what know. i'm saying yeah. like you know it definitely has this dessert beer type feel absolutely yeah. this is something that i want after having a nice like steak dinner mm. going straight into this mm. yeah wouldn't that be, be so awesome good. i want to so eat good. chocolate cake with this like yeah. chocolatey chocolate fudge chocolate cake 
You just want to have Black death by chocolate. Yeah, next time Jeff brings some Black Forest cake. Uh, all right, yeah, that's what we're going to have. Next week, we're all going to come back. We're going to have Black Forest oh, yeah. cake. And you gonna, we're going to go to Illinois and get another one of these beers? <laughs> yeah, oh, sure, we'll just have not? to remember. I don't have a real job. I'll just go next week. <laughs> mm. Well, that's all the beer we got. Well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit. I'm still enjoying this. Well, let's do the rankings. <laughs> Then we can oh, talk it's more. the last beer. Okay, it's the post show. It's the last beer. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I mean, last episode you guys did like eight. So Nick's trying to change our format. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now's the part where we go off topic <laughs> instead of after we close out the show. Okay, so uh, Nick, you uh, you are officially a member of of the team, so you have to rank. Aaron, you don't, but you can if you want to, or you can just say what you like. Okay, I'll, I'll rank. Sweet. Uh, at the end, or like not the end, but like the middle. Okay. Right in the middle. <laughs> All right. I'll go first. So she's then. forgotten about. Not the first thing you read. Not the last exactly. thing you read. I'll go first. This is not the the easiest show for me to rank. Well, I know it's the last place. Okay. Sure. Um, what was, uh, I need to see it, Pierce. This is, this is what sucks when I don't have my phone for on tap. <laughs> I don't have my rankings ready to go. I have to, like, remember things. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the horror. Okay, so in last place, uh, the, the Foley Brothers Pieces of Eight. Uh, I don't think any of us really enjoyed it, but I found it interesting, Question mark? Um, question mark? <laughs> uh, but it was not, yeah, not not my, not not, not something I would recommend unless you're interested in like what? Why does Greg find it interesting? What is that about? Um, in in deconstructing Greg. <laughs> in fifth place, actually, fifth and fourth are, are are kind of tough for me. I'm not sure which one goes where. Uh, but I'm gonna just do this. I'm putting, uh, bringing sexy back in fifth place. I, I want to. There's a big chasm between yes. uh, pieces of eight between the Foley Brothers and the rest of these beers. Uh, I I, did, I I enjoyed bringing sexy back a lot, uh, but it still it for for uh, the kind of hazy IPAs that we love. It kind of had a a weird like piney note that's not. I'm not really used to so I and it didn't just didn't go as well with the the normal things I expect so it didn't hit me the right way right. in in third in fourth place the side project Grisette uh, I thought it was nice but I think the other beers kind of eclipsed it in in, in what I was looking for uh, in third place Modern Times that Czech Pilsner was really well done. It was a really well done Pilsner. Uh, it, 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 if you're looking for a well done Pilsner, I think it's a excellent example of what you can do with this style. But it's not uh, the other two. I think had it beat. So the second place beer for me is the Twin Leaf. That, um, that really nice saison that had those sour notes that was really bringing out a lot of, of character uh, and then in first place this beer the old bakery porter this is really really good yep. really enjoyable um, um, I just want to do my list next just because it's identical 
Oh. <laughs> All right. I, Aaron, I, 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 I'm, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, eh, oh, I'll, I'll mic yeah. him down, and you can go now, Aaron. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, uh, sixth place is the uh, the Foley Brothers, uh, the pieces of eight. Um, I do agree with Greg that I I like kind of adventuring for things, but it just ultimately. It, it, it didn't stand. It needed to figure out. It was very bad to market, <laughs> as what an agent would tell me. Um, going into fifth place was the um, what was it? Aslan. Yeah. Uh, bringing sexy back. It wasn't bad. Wasn't. I mean, it, it, it there had nothing to do with it. Um, but putting up against everything else, it. I mean, I like the fruity front that it gave, the nice bitter finish. That's what I, I like bitter beers. I like that kind of dryness that beers give me. And I thought that it had a, a decent amount of complexity to it, but it just, when it came to the other beers, fell in fifth place. Uh, four goes to side project. Uh, the Was it blend number one? Is that what the beer was called? Or was it the actual Grisette. beer? Grisette. Grisette, okay, I'm sorry. And um, I like the, the Brett that came out of it. Um, it had a sweet and sour kind of aspect to it, which I liked. At least that's what I was receiving from it. Going on to Modern Times, at number three, um, it was very drinkable. It was very, it was quenchable. It was a beer that was very refreshing. And Ice, to me, is a very good name for what that was. Mm-hmm. I felt like a hot summer day, I want this beer. And I want to see it sweating on the porch after I mowed the lawn. I'm yeah. ready to go. Or I get home from from a day at work. And I just yeah. I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Going into number two, uh, Aaron, you have a job. I do have a job. <laughs> uh, Twin Leafs uh, into the wild. Um, I love the subtleness that it brought to it, but I I enjoyed the butt end of the bottle that I got a little bit more than the front. That you guys received. Um, we were talking about the Pinot Grigio kind of like aspect towards it. It's very wine-like in quality. It gave a nice dryness to me. But what I liked more about the the bottom end of the barrel was the fact that it gave me a little bit more to a, a more expression, more to search for, a little bit more grittiness to it that I that I personally enjoyed. And number one is the obviously the old bakery porter. That I'm really enjoying right now and having a good time with. Erin. Okay. So, um, my last number six, no surprise, Pieces of Eight. I was not a fan of that one um, at all. Um, None of us were. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And then number four and five I kind of had a little tough time with. It was between Enter the Wild and the Gazette Belgian. Because I believe those two were kind of interchangeable. Like, they both tasted almost like the same um, to me anyway i don't know so which one would you put in, in i put fifth enter the wild um just because to me it had more of an onion taste to it um <clears throat> four was the gazette belgian um which kind of had like a shocking taste at first which kind of threw me off because it didn't it didn't taste how it smelled mm-hmm. but um in a good way i guess but um number three was bringing sexy back because i really like the orange like mango smell from it and then you got into like the o like the od pine kind of taste, yeah. and then number two was the ice because it just tasted like regular beer, which sometimes can be okay. And then um, obviously number one was the old baker or old bakery beer because I actually like that one. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I note one thing though? Yes, she put 
Modern Times at number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The beer beer. It's a lager. The one that tasted like beer. Yeah, the one that I, w- I thought you'd be least into. I thought at least that one was that one yeah. was coming fifth. But that mm-hmm. one didn't confuse me. It was just beer. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, true. sometimes like, all you want is beer. Like, yeah, like. Some, but that that but I that mean was, that's it was a good one. Like that one I can recommend to somebody that's that just wants to have a beer that hates Miller Lite. Totally Lake. agree with you. Well, I mean that's yeah. exactly what it's being marketed for. It's marketing, um, well PBR, but out west there's that. Um, Ten Barrel has that crushable whatever the heck it right, is. Yes, right, yes. So they're going up against that. Mm-hmm. And then there's those guys that are like the, the rich grandsons of the Coors Dynasty that just put out beer beer or something. Remember, we talked about them on the news. I, I, but, you know, so they're putting out another... I don't remember last episode. I remember they're putting out another, <laughs> you know, PBR, you know. So that's like four beers all playing in PBR's pool type mm-hmm. thing, right? So I can see that market getting... Well, it's not a market I necessarily care about, but okay. So uh, my rankings, I'm gonna put the Foley Brothers in last place. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> it, it, for me, it was a couple different things. One of them was the malt had that sweetness to it, like it didn't ferment out the whole way. Mm-hmm. It tasted like a homebrew that I made that I was unhappy with. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, that's not a flavor I ever want to get from a pro brewer. And then, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a jumble of mostly phase two Simcoe nugget flavors with a smattering of tropical in there. Didn't tell a story. wasn't well. I mean, I don't want to say it wasn't well put together. There wasn't like huge rough edges on that thing. It just didn't. It wasn't harmonizing. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that was the thing. It was an identity crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. It was a confused mess. It, it didn't know if it wanted to be phase yeah. three or phase two, like or... Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Now. It's a good analogy. I think I'm going <laughs> to put the Modern Times in fifth place. Which is much lower than everyone else here tonight. Um, yes. The reason I'm doing this, so I let what, wrong. again, <laughs> like Greg said, big chasm between the last place beer and the top mm-hmm. five. So I agree with that completely. The Modern Times was good. I was impressed and satisfied with how well and how loggery, how clean the fermentation was, coming from a region of company where, country where you don't get loggers like that generally. Um, it actually seemed a little light on the hop flavor to me. It did seem more like a PBR than a classic German Pils, or an American version of a classic German Pils, something like Sunshine Pils or Prima Pils, you know. And so it, because it seemed like it was going for the hipster beer, it, it didn't quite hit the Czech Pils notes I was looking for. So that's why I put it in fifth. And in now it gets real tough. Um, fourth place, I think I'll put the side project. Oh, I really dug this beer. I thought it was really good. The reason it's in fourth place is probably because that it was a little sour. It was a little more sour. It was a little off balance, sour wise. Um, you know, it had the, the grisette character, it had a lot of neat flavors, 
But, you know, as I was sipping it, you know, it was it was like a big boy sour beer. And I thought I could have used a little more balance back towards the malt. Mm. Um, in third place, let's put... Let's put Bringing Sexy back. Uh, it was... You know, we did a beer from Aslan last week, which I was really good. This one is also really good. This one had a little bit of a rough edge with that lingering onion character yeah. at the end. It seems like onion is the uh, theme of tonight's show. We've said it more than I think we've ever said it on, on an episode of CBR. Um, <laughs> what I did I like about it? it had that, um, you know, that northeast wheat oats. It had almost a cream, like a mango sickle type thing going to it. And uh, it, was, it was a good drinker. I'm going to put the old bakery beer in second place. This was a really... What? Yeah. Good porter. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> wow. I'm like Shyamalan over here. Damn. <laughs> I, I thought this porter was like the dessert character in this porter. Can you, can you turn me up for a second, Jeff? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's getting weird. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought this beer was really good. Uh, it was something we got excited and we talked about, and mm-hmm. we could explore the flavors. And you know, I wasn't tasting the coffee, and Nick said coffee, and now there's a coffee character in there, and it was growing on us and whatnot. Uh, the reason it didn't take first place is I probably wanted something. Um, I probably wanted a little more robustness to it. I probably wanted it not 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 to get ashy or astringent, but just a little more robustness to it. And then I'm going to put the Enter the Wild from Twin Leaf in first place. Um, probably because it's a Saison that actually delivered a Saison. And it's been a long time since I got one of those. And I am a fan of of delicate, dry, well-attenuated Saisons. And there's so many beers that call themselves Saisons. Mm-hmm, and they're an true. estuary, unattenuated mess. And, you know, this was... It had the barrel and it had stuff going on to help it too. But, you know... I just enjoyed drinking that. It was when you had the very clear top part of the bottle. It was remarkably wine-like too. Like, like I would think that if I was giving that blind, would I know it was a beer? I mean, yeah, the, the, the carbonation, carbonation part would, would definitely give it away. But I mean, there was such an oaky white wine character to it that was just working so well, and I was a big fan of the Enter the Wild. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Oh, happy to be here. Aaron, thanks so much for coming back. We hope thank to have you, you on again because you're awesome. Oh, thanks. Hey. You're like the best woman we've ever had on the show. Am I the only woman? No, you're not the only woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who else has been on the show? Julia? Oh, well, she hasn't been sitting in the room here. No. But we, had the, we did a teletaste. The guys there, did, yeah. did, did the movie. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, from Blood, Sweat, and Beard. Yeah. Yeah. Now I need you, you can't take it back, though. You're, I can't, you already no. said it. Well, you're, you're the best woman that, yes. Okay, thank you. And now I need well, to because, order, uh, I know, I appreciate that you you cast away your self-consciousness of, you know, a neophyte beer, at least talking about what you think you're tasting. Yeah. And you did it, and... <laughs> Hopefully, you know, you're in a supportive room here and everyone gave you good feedback. But, you know, that's a big step. You know, trying to actually talk about what you're tasting. And it's, it's so much, I think that it's super appreciated. It, it is. It's, it's, it's really, we really appreciate it because it's something that we try to foster. Like, just say say what you want. I mean, we, we try to foster 
please just you know you're not wrong. Say it, and and you're you're embracing that. And that's oh, how many times this episode did I say something you guys? Uh, you know, I forgot. I forgot. Greg's wife, Alex, was on the show too. <laughs> Still yeah, can't so, take it back. So we got all kinds of women on the show. We're like filthy with women now. <laughs> and I need to order in. I can finally say this joke. I need to order in old bakery all the time for Aaron. Now. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. Thanks everyone for listening to the Craft Beer Radio. We really do appreciate it. If you want to contact us, emails beer at craftbeerradio.com on twitter we're at craftbeerradio greg is at cbr greg by the way this is um aaron's suggestion niall horan with slow hands for anybody who is uh who wants to know what the song is i'm just obsessed with the song right now no but do you have a oh. way to contact you oh no you like... I, I do not actually she doesn't okay. want thought I, i'm no. just a vendor technician i'm a nobody <laughs> any jones music any jones music any northeast Jones and <laughs> E Jones music. <laughs> I'm Matt Jeff Bear. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back again next week. <laughs> <laughs>